0: Passion, longing, faith. These are a few of the things that we'll see in King David today as our study of the Psalms continues on Through the Bible. I'm Steve Schwetz, and while you hop aboard the Bible bus and find your place in Psalm chapter 42, here's a quick reminder that our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, liked us to share on occasion.
1: From time to time, it was my custom to state the policy of the Through the Bible radio program. And... It's time again for it to be stated, I would like to do that. It has never been our plan or purpose from the very beginning to use high-pressure methods. We do not send out junk mail. Everyone that's on our mailing list got there because they asked to be put there or else. Someone asks for them. We today believe that if you are not able to support the program and you want our notes and outlines, that God will raise up somebody down the street or over in the next town to send in enough for you and for them also. We believe that the real test is the support that comes from any area. And we will not continue on a program if we do not get a reasonable amount of support. And we always give every station a fair opportunity to see if it's going to pay for itself. And that, by the way, is all that we ask. We do from time to time appeal to you to support our foreign broadcasts. After all, we cannot ask them, uh, that is, the Chinese or the people of India or the people of South America or the people in Russia, support our program. We believe that there are enough folk in this country that are interested in getting out the word over iron curtains, under bamboo curtains and through the curtains of indifference and sin today, Uh, to uh, get the word of God out to the world. So we just let you know this and trust you'll understand that we do need your support, though we will not violate our rule by using high-pressure methods. Find out how you can provide
0: a tank of gas or an oil change for the Bible bus by calling one 800 bible or visiting ttb.org forward slash give. Now let's pray and get moving. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would use the teaching of your word to draw us near. Like David, may we be filled with passion and longing and trust in you, our rock. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Here's our study of Psalm 42 through 44 on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee.
1: Now today, friends, in our study in the book of Psalms, we are coming to an entirely new section. Many of you will recall that at the beginning of the book of Psalms, in the introduction, I mentioned the fact that the book of Psalms can be divided like the Pentateuch. That is, the first five books of the Bible. And we have been through the Genesis section. The first 41 chapters or 41 psalms were the Genesis section. And those were the psalms in which you had those wonderful psalms of creation. Psalm 8 especially, a great psalm of creation. And then there were other great psalms of creation that we had and Psalm 19. And it had to do with man at the beginning, the blessed man, the last Adam, actually in Psalm 1, and then God's ultimate purpose of bringing his king to the throne. What a lovely section the first was. Now we come, beginning with Psalm 42, and going through Psalm 72, we come to the Exodus section. Now, we are going to find here, as you do in the beginning of the book of Exodus, you have God's people in a strange land, away from the land of promise. They are suffering people, the iron heel of a dictator's over them. You hear them groan and moan, and you hear the whip of the taskmaster falling upon them. They are in great trouble. And instead of decreasing, it increases. And finally, their cries and groans are heard. And the Lord arises on behalf of His suffering people. And so He makes good His covenant that He made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then the Lord delivers them out of the land of Egypt. Now, you have that in this here. These Psalms that we're coming to now the first of them for instance the first seven psalms 42 through 48 we find the same conditions but it hasn't anything in the world to do with the past it looks yonder into the future and it reveals the future experiences of the remnant of israel and we're going to see them their way from jerusalem They're away from the holy place. They're out of touch with Jehovah, just as they were in Egypt. And this is something you might not note ordinarily just reading them. There is the first section, we had the emphasis upon Jehovah, the name of God. And in this section, it'll be Elohim. And why was it? Let me put it like this. We have here... In the first section, the Genesis section, Jehovah occurs 272 times, and Elohim, the name for God, only 15 times. Now, when we come here to the Exodus section, Elohim occurs 164 times, and Jehovah only 30 times. Now, why would that be? Well, Jehovah's is this name of redemption, and the one who keeps Israel. they away from God. You see, down yonder in the land of Egypt. And they'll be away from God in the great tribulation period, the first part of it for sure. Now, we have, therefore, quite an outline here. You have in these three opening psalms of this Exodus section, it's the time of the great tribulation. The book of Exodus opens with the children of Israel in Egypt, a Pharaoh over them. And we have in this section, the Antichrist is certainly there. And we are going to follow right on through. We see in Psalm 43 the mention of the Antichrist, and they are mourning because of the oppression of the enemy. And then we find them crying out to God to deliver them. And then deliverance comes to them. And in that 45th Psalm, we have the great millennial psalm of the Lord Jesus coming to reign on the earth, and so on. And we'll call attention to that as we go through. I think there are two things today that are quite important for God's people to see. One is that the primary and fundamental interpretation of these psalms is applicable to the nation Israel, and it looks to the future and the time of trouble. This will be meaningful for them. And that is something I think that we need to note and need to mark down. And therefore, we need to be very careful sometimes when we lift a verse out of the Psalms. Just how does it apply to us? And I think it's all applicable to us today. And I believe that in this section, many of God's children that are in trouble today can find real solace and comfort. And these Psalms, therefore, ought to be more meaningful to God's children I believe that we need to look in this section more. Now, you have in this section, therefore, the ruin and redemption of Israel actually in the last days. And we're going to find that David doesn't write as many of the Psalms here. Nineteen of them he wrote, and seven of the Psalms were written by the sons of Korah, and all of them are prophetic pictures of Israel in the last days. Now, with that kind of a preliminary to this study, we come to Psalm 42, which is the heart cry of the remnant in the last days, the great tribulation period. And it's applicable to the redeemed of all ages. Now, will you notice as we get into this section, and by the way, I would add something else here. This would deliver us from this terrible thing of excluding Israel from the plan of and purpose of God for the future, in which it's book so large in the Word of God. It's almost like writing off a certain portion of the Word of God and saying, yes, I believe in the inspiration of the Scriptures, but what I mean are the Scriptures that apply to me. And if they apply to some other people, especially if I'm not too much concerned about them, I don't think that's the Word of God other than as I apply it to myself. I feel like that that's a grave danger today on the part of many. Now you have in Psalm 42 the future suffering of the godly during the great tribulation period. Now you remember they were down in the land of Egypt. God first redeemed them by blood. The night that the death angel went over, and the blood was on the doorpost. It was redemption by blood. And the Passover lamb was offered. But there's a second phase of redemption, and that was at the Red Sea, and that is redemption by power. And here you have, by the way, that redemption before us, the redemption at that time. Now, these people are away from their land, and this is the remnant of Israel. And another thing, my, I'm putting in a lot of introduction here, but I think this is important to understand these psalms. Another, I think, very wonderful thing for us to see is that though these Psalms have a wonderful application for you and me, that we need to recognize that it is primarily for the remnant, but when we say the remnant, we don't mean the whole nation. There are these two things we need to keep in mind. When you say Israel, the chosen people, you're always talking about the remnant, not the nation as a whole. And friends, when you say the church, what do you mean? All of these denominations and churches, and you add up the role and that's the church? No, my friend, I don't think so. The church is made up of the body of believers that are in Christ, and they don't get there by having their names put on a church roll or joining a church, or going through a but a personal relationship to Christ. So we ought to always make a distinction between the organized church, the outward church, visible church, as it's generally called, and the invisible. And I always said the invisible church was invisible too much on Sunday nights and in the middle of the week. And a great many people thought that was the invisible church. But the invisible church is visible, I think, when you're studying the Word of God. I used to say that the Word of God is a Geiger counter. You want to know whether there is uranium in them thar hills, friends, you use a Geiger counter. Now, if you want to know whether a person is genuine, put the Word of God down on them. And I found out if they're not, nothing will happen. But if they become interested in the Word of God and that little arrow on that Geiger counter just begins to jump up and down, they want to know the Word of God I say there's uranium, and there's really a born-again child of God. I think you'll find that to be a good rule to follow. So that we are talking now about the remnant. And here's another masculine psalm in Psalm 42. That means a psalm of understanding, a psalm of teaching, and it's of the sons of Korah. Now, you will recall that Korah led a rebellion. And he was a great-grandson of Levi. And actually, God executed him on the count of the rebellion he led against Moses and Aaron. But you see, that didn't fall on his sons. And God made it very clear back in the book of Numbers that his sons did not die. And therefore, they are to stand alone. Now, here, they are the ones that wrote these psalms. And they're quite wonderful. Now, will you notice that? We have here this prophetic picture now, the great tribulation period. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Now, I don't want to go back to Egypt again. I want to look to the future because this will be a time when these people will be out of the land again. And there's the belief of several Bible expositors today, and they are quite excellent, by the way. I couldn't hold a light to any one of them. They believe that the present regathering of Israel in the land may eventuate in their dispersion again, and that they'll be put out of the land again, maybe in our day. I do not know that, but I want to say this. The godly remnant is out of the land. And very few of them will be back in the land. And today, you find in that land two groups. You find what we would call the Orthodox Jews, looking for their Messiah, expecting him to come, wanting the temple rebuilt. Then you find another group that are not particularly concerned with that at all. They say those days are past. We're moving in a new era, and we have Egypt to contend with and the United Nations and so on and so forth. And the Arabs are today our big problem and all of that. May I say to you that the godly remnant of these people will have a longing for God. Now, this is a picture I always give of David. It's a good picture of him. I think it's been a good picture of God's people any time. And I think David could have easily have said this, lying up in the cave and looking out over the valley and as he did, he hears the hunters and the barking of the dogs. And in a few minutes, there is a rustle in the bushes. And David's men become alert that are on guard duty. And then there breaks through into the little opening by the spring there at the mouth of this cave in which David is. This little animal, this little deer. And the little deer is foaming at the mouth so thirsty And the little sides are lathered and foamed, and he plunges his little head down in the water, takes a good deep drink, and then waits a moment, and the head goes down again. And therefore the psalmist could say, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after the old God. Is that the way you feel about him today? And we hear so much, well, if you become very legalistic, keep the Ten Commandments, you're pleasing to God. My friend, man's alienated from God. He needs more than the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments just shows we're sinners. But we're alienated in rebellion against God. We not only have no desire for Him, we have no capacity for Him. And we need, therefore, to be born again, brought back into the family of God and brought to the place where we can say it, not just as a verse in Scripture, but from our hearts as the heart Paneth after the water brook, so paneth my soul after the old God. It'll be meaningful in that day for this remnant away from God out of the land. It's meaningful right now to many of God's children. Now, listen to him. This is the remnant, and there was much weeping down in the brickyards of Egypt. Verse 3, My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? And that'll be the thing that they'll say in the great tribulation period, where is the sign of his coming? All things continue as they were. And then verse 5, notice this, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. And this is the hope. And then listen to the cry O oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermans and from the hill of Mizra. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy waterspouts, All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. That was the language Jonah used in his prayer. Jonah went down into the jaws of death. And these people will think at this time, that it's all up, that they're going to be destroyed during this period. But God will come. God will deliver. We are told here, verse 8, Yet the Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night His song shall be with me in my prayer unto the God of my life. I say unto my God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? And do you feel like that sometime? I'm sure many of us do, but he has not. And verse 11, and I conclude with this. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Why? Well, that's a good question. Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. In his desperate hour... You see, turns to God. No help from the east or west, north or south. My help cometh from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. Now, Psalm 43. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. You see, the Antichrist is a liar. He makes a covenant with these people, breaks it in the midst of the week, we're told, And this is their cry, deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. You know, I'm praying this today. I don't know whether you've come to it or not. I say, oh, God, don't let a dictator arise in the United States. Don't let me come in under a dictator. And there's that grave danger today. And we need to pray to God, even like these, deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. I certainly don't want him ruling over me. And I'm afraid we've had quite a few of them in our history. I'm afraid our nation is in a condition. It is because of the leadership and then because of our internal problems. Now, listen to him here. He says, verse 3, "Oh, send out thy light and thy truth.'" What's he praying for? Well, the Lord Jesus said, "'I'm the light of the world.'" He said, "'I am the way, the truth, and the life.'" And you know, when he said that, that wasn't lost on his hearers because they knew that if he's the light and he's the truth, he is the Messiah who's coming to deliver them. Oh, send out thy light, thy truth. Let them lead me, let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. He wants to go back to Jerusalem. He wants to go back and worship in the temple and be brought to God. And after all, that's where he was taught that he was to worship God. Verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? And again, in his desperation, he turns to God, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Now we come to another masculine psalm. It's a psalm of instruction, and it's from the sons of Korah. And listen to this. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their days and times of old. Remember, Gideon referred back to that. He told the angel of the Lord, says, Our fathers tell us how they were delivered, but we are not being delivered. And in that day, they'll go back and refer to it, and they'll be on the verge of God delivering them again. God will again intrude in history, friends. Verse 2, "...how thou didst drive out the nations with thy hand, and planish them, how thou didst afflict the people, and cast them out," you see, in order to put these people in the land. Now listen to this, verse 3, "...for they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand," and that right hand is the mighty bared arm of God in salvation. Revealed 1,900 years ago and yet to be revealed again. This is deliverance, you see, at the Red Sea. Bringing them into the land. And thine arm and the light of thy countenance, because thou hadst a favor unto them. And then in that heart cry that comes from him, all listen to him. Thou art my king, O God, command deliverances for Jacob. I hope that we all understand who we're talking about. Jacob is Jacob. Jacob is the nation Israel. When we're talking about a king, we're talking about their king and has application for us. But let's keep this in right perspective and it'll make it more meaningful to us. I have to leave off there today. So until next time, may God richly bless you, my beloved.
0: You know, we're not even halfway through our study of Psalms, so now is a great time to get your copy of Dr. McGee's notes and outlines. You can get them in a few ways. First, they're all in our Through the Bible app, which you can download from your favorite app store. Or you can download them by individual book at ttb.org forward slash notes. And then we've also compiled all the notes and outlines for all 66 books of the Bible in one digital book called Briefing the Bible. Just go to ttb.org forward slash Briefing the Bible to download the the full digital book or request a free abridged paperback version be sent to you. Now, if you'd prefer to call for that paperback book, you can do that. It's one 800 bible And one way that I don't mention much, but we absolutely do love, is downloading the Kindle version of Briefing the Bible. So if you're a Kindle user like me, you'll appreciate how easy it is to use. Just look for it in the Kindle storefront on Amazon. And again, if you have questions about Briefing the Bible, call us at one 800 bible or visit ttb.org. We'll continue this exciting journey through the whole Word of God next time. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll see you then. Home, to my
1: own. The
0: Through the Bible exists to take God's whole word to the whole world, and we invite you to stand with us with your faithful prayer and financial support. Where will God's Word go today?